pre-podcast to the podcast. All right, we're cooking. Okay. So, yeah. We should work on intro. So, should we just be like, welcome to the Pixel Den Podcast. We're your hosts, Sebastian and Dan. Another day, another pixel adventure. Or some whack-ass shit. Like, yeah, I... Just something to, to get yes. us into it. I think... A part of me, well, a part of me wants to play around with the idea of not doing like an intro episode where we act as if we've been doing it for like forever, but not like lying to it, but just act okay. as if, you know what I mean? Yeah. So instead of uh, like, yeah, so like essentially it's like, like, you motherfuckers, did you catch uh, last week's episode of The Boys? Yes. Yeah, kind of just like, like, Dan, I don't want to do this like today. Assist, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dan, Dan, I had a pretty bad week. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you people, you better listen to this podcast and like and subscribe and sponsor because yeah. I did not want to do this this I week. <laughs> I, I, I always like like the idea of the pot like like okay. as if the podcast is like as if you're just walking into the conversation. Dude, how you been, man? You look like shit, man. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Something uh, like that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I think, I, I think the yeah. first episode we should be like, "This is the Pixel Dem." Podcast. Oh no, yeah, like it should absolutely. But start, after that, yeah, I think it yeah. should absolutely Casual start with the title. You know, yeah. like you know, it's like essentially like, and I also think we should trade off like quote unquote hosting. Yeah. You know, because like you'll one, be the lead man, and then and every then, other, and then like, every other. Every I like other that. So I was, I was thinking that too. Because that, that's a good idea to ease up on the the because you know to carry the conversation. Not that we, re- me and you, have to really do that. No, yeah, no, but that's it's good because like it'll. Uh, I I think depending on the topic too, I think one will is better equipped at leading the conversation than others. You know, so I'm down for that. Like you know. The first one we can kind of go back and forth. The second one, uh, you know, uh, you can take charge or I can take charge. And the following yeah. week, the other person. I like that. I like that. I, I think that adds. Yeah, because yeah, because that host you know, would like do the intro yeah. and then just kind of get the conversation yeah. going and then going from there. Yeah, because I because often in a lot of podcasts, I feel like, you know, when when it's a multi-person podcast too. Um, there's the person that's you can tell is like the leader of it is driving anything and and everyone else is kind of just reacting to it or doesn't have much to say right kind of like you know you know famously uh joe rogan a lot is is the dominant guy in in, in every conversation mostly even with the people even with the people that are like you know talk a lot he will still command the conversation but i i I think i think uh, as far as a different approach for our podcast i think it'll be good if we kind of alternate back and forth yeah because you know the you know like i said there as as a conversation as our conversations go on we may touch upon a topic that say you might know more than me or i might more more than you and then we kind of like you know we can gauge like we've basically our discord conversations are podcast essentially that's what it's gonna be yeah it'll be that where um like like someone starts it off and then we just you snowball. Just go. You just go. We just snowball. Then, right but I think like that's it. where the host where it's like, all right, we've been talking about this for like forty five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And there's fatigue. Uh, there's obviously yeah. fatigue. Uh, and um, you know, we don't. Uh, this is. I feel like you know, we we go off each other and we both like kind of go back and forth well enough that you know we don't have to have a dominant voice for the whole podcast. You know, so yeah, yeah. I like that idea. I like that idea. I think we should roll with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, let's do it like a quick like a quick two second. You know. Hey, welcome to the Pixel Dan. You know, yeah, I'm that's Dan, our be all first know, episode. Yeah, you know, this is this, and then my name's Sebastian, and then you'd be like, "What's up? This is Dan," and then be like, 
So yeah, we're here to talk about all things pixel related. If you don't know what a pixel is, then you are not an audience. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, essentially. If uh, yeah, cool. But uh, if you're a sponsor, hey, we're willing to say and do whatever. Uh, you know. Okay. Carmel I'm Ice sure Ray, I'm sure Raid Shadow Legends uh, yeah, is looking Raid for, Shadow Legends and, is looking uh, for somebody at this point. Oh, we love Fortnite too, by the way. Uh, now that um, listen, I have played so much fucking Fortnite because of my nephew. It's painful. So, so here's the interesting thing about Fortnite, because Tom, you know my buddy Tom, mm -hmm. you saw him on Fourth of July. He's he's playing Fortnite. He said he told me that I'm I'm playing something I never thought I would ever play Fortnite. Yeah. Why? Because of the no no building. So, okay, so here's could, how I could, get could this. Could have something as simple as that yes. change the dynamic of a game. Okay, so I, my nephew was like in that, he's super into fucking Fortnite. Like every fucking yeah, kid, yeah. like he's really he's into like, it. What, like 12 or something like that? Yeah, now he's 12. Okay. And uh, he's super into Fortnite. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> the demographic for far, fucking Fortnite. But um, we, so, but, you know, I got to be the cool uncle. Because if you, you know, seen this room, like it's. I'm, you know, you I'm, I'm that uncle, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm the uncle with all the toys, yeah. all the games, all the he fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was playing Fortnite with him. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll play Fortnite with you. And then he would start hitting me. Then he found out I had PlayStation. So now he's hitting me up on PlayStation and I'm like, all right, sure. I'll play Fortnite with you. But I had to play so much that I got good. <laughs> like I'm there not like go, the man. old man that's <laughs> carrying him. So it sucks. But then I got kind of down like a deep rabbit hole with it. Like, yeah. All right, I bought some skins. Okay. <laughs> I bought some, some skins. skins. I totally bought some skins. That's when you know you're It deep. was Mando from Mandalorian. I bought the Star Wars pack. To the credit. Like, I for... am a 35-year-old man. I am perfectly allowed to spend my earned money on some goddamn yeah, Fortnite you're not, skins. You're not asking for mommy and daddy's credit. It's your own money. It's my and damn money, you okay? you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Absolutely. But I never. I made a rule. I'm like, I fucking the building part. That's yeah. I'm that's that's I'm full boomer with that shit. Yeah, like I'm yeah. that's not gonna yeah. happen. So I was like, all right, let me see if I can get good without building. Yeah. Goddamn, I got fucking good without building. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like when my buddy, I'm you know Tom is like us. He plays shooters. He plays a lot of Call of Duty. He mm -hmm. plays Overwatch. Um, and he was like, dude, like me and Sean McGinn, who's a uh, an old classmate of ours, is like, uh, we are playing Fortnite. What have we become? But honestly, like we're playing and it's like you said you're in that deep rabbit hole of continuing to play I, yeah I st it's, like, it's ca because you know it's casual like you don't casual. have to commit to it and you I play also, a few games and yeah I played a shit ton of battle royales yeah. like all of them yeah um and it was just like, and I remember like actively hating Fortnite because it's Fortnite like it's, yeah but Kids. then after a while I was like alright then I got into it I'm like you know what? It's like the most arcadey, casual shooter yeah. out there, like you just said. Yeah. So, to me, that was like, all right, might as well. Like, that's where we're going to be at. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can stomach playing with, like, 12-year-olds. Uh, yeah. And the cool thing is, you can just mute. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, uh, yeah. you know, so... And then I played a lot on the PC, and then, like, it's got cross-save. So, you can that's play on it. both. That, that's something I hope other shooter games... Event like Some of them are doing it. Uh, PlayStation doesn't have to, uh, because everybody's got a PlayStation. Like, right now, it's the best-selling yeah. console, best so console, they yeah. don't really need to do it. That's why, like, when you hear, like, these stories about, like, Microsoft going hardcore with, oh, we are cross-compatible, we're cross-play, everybody loves this, this is great, yeah, yeah. 
because they have to because they need to get the numbers up. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, we we totally yeah. link up with the Switch and PC, but you know, Sony won't let us because Sony's like, yeah, we're at the top of the mountain. We're not gonna. This <laughs> Why only do we hurt, have to bow down to you. This hurts us. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's there's no reason to yeah. uh, to jump on that. So it's so yeah. interesting uh, to see because I feel like there are certain games that like they could be like dead in the water and then all of a sudden you just find yourself playing it again oh yeah you you know like overwatch i felt like you know when overwatch 2 came out people were hesitant obviously because i feel like overwatch was get flattening out oh it wow. definitely it was borderline obviously because of, you know the blizzard situation well the, <laughs> yes the blizzard situation doesn't help but also i think that game Overwatch got to the point where it was pretty much considered dead. Yeah. There's actually a really... Let me pull it up. There's actually a really decent uh, YouTuber who does like deep dives on games that fail mm-hmm. and why they fail. I love those videos. Uh, um, and really <laughs> well produced for this like guy in the basement. Like He has a really good voiceover uh, sound and his editing is really good. Let me f- pull up his... And he comes out with like one like every couple months. Um... Where is he? And does he just do games or does he do He just does he just does games. Um Nerd Slayer Studios. Nerd Slayer. I'll shoot you the link. This the like this guy I found him because he did like de- like he has a th- a series called Death of a Game and he goes into and these are like 40 minute videos. Like he goes into like deep dives as to why some games which should not fail fail. Mm-hmm. You know, like he you know, but then he goes and you know, so he'll like he has a he has a prime example of like New World. Uh, yeah, he talks about New World. Oh, he did Overwatch. Five he did Overwatch. Ago. Oh yeah, considering a dead game, you know, he does a lot of like games that I like. Why did Elder Scrolls Online fail? You know, why did? Oh my God, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's still that was a, listen that was a great guy. There. But like I found him because I used to be a really big Dark Age of Camelot player. Oh. Like that was my first MMO. Okay. Yeah. Um when did that come out? Uh we were in wow oh, shit. I think we were in middle school. Middle school, right? I was playing on fifty six K. Early two thousand. To give you a general idea where we're yeah. at with that. that I was, was probably like around the Y two K. Yeah, Y two K. I think we were let me put it this way. My D my old D and D crew were playing it. Like it was like high middle school. <laughs> second edition squad. Second edition squad. My book's right over there. Like but um he did like a talk on why the game failed. And it's not so much like, oh, it released and they failed. He goes into, oh, it was super popular. Why didn't it have legs? Why didn't it keep going? Yeah, why didn't it have life? Uh, yeah, Nerd Slayer Studios. He does really good deep dives. Yeah, I'm just checking a lot of these. And he's been doing this forever. Like, he's got a ton of videos. He doesn't actually, he's never, like, in the world of YouTube, he has, doesn't have a, a crazy follower count. He's only got, like, 353,000, mm-hmm. which sounds like a lot, but in YouTube where, yeah, like. You got, like, t- like people running 2 million and whatever. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, give you a general idea, like, uh, who's uh, another good guy? Um, you know, like, overly sarcastic, like, uh, productions. Like, they they have, like, almost two million people. Like yeah. And, that you know, then that's just, like, and that's a history and novel, like, discussion group. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, you can find hidden gems of, of, like, those video essays, like, you know, I think. Oh, I love those. Those uh, are like, some of my favorite YouTube Yeah, you know, shit. like, uh, what's that dude's name? Every Frame is a Painting when he yes, does a movie. Yes, you send me those, and. Dude, Todd and I, I remember. Our, I, you, when you sent me that, I, like. The Kurosawa one is one of my favorites. That one definitely like, carries it. That, that kind of, you know, reinvigorated my love of uh, the Japanese filmmaking. But, um, 
like those type of video essays i just love to watch because like um they touch on a broad subjects but like at the same time it's like you you kind of it kind of uh like kind of you kind of learn something new right about that thing oh yeah i mean there's tons like the kurosawa stuff yeah like i remember there was who else did like a major oh um now they're like merged with ign which isn't okay but (laughs) they've lost all yeah uh, (laughs) what made them cool (laughs) well what killed me was this guy when you when you sell out man (laughs) hey man get your your bread bro that that money though listen get your bread okay (laughs) i ain't stopping no one from getting bread but this guy used to do um cinefix and i'm sure you've watched oh yeah i remember that holy shit now i mean i think they were always or they of like a hundred years ago got like like uh incorporated into ign's group but they but that guy like and now they kind of fell they they fall into the trap of like they just do like big top tens which mm. i'm not against big top tens but but you're getting the views you're getting the views you're getting the and, views if you do that and yeah. listen i watch them all the time like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but what they'll do is he'll every once in a while throw out like a like he'll dissect a scene and he does one on like Sicario the bridge scene oh and how epic God. that scene is that, but he also goes into so goddamn good yeah but he actually goes and explains why it's good yeah. like not just oh it's really tense it's like no yeah. it shows how the writer and the director really kind of how yeah. every little subtlety why you like and they do these super deep dives and also the voiceover is amazing like that guy's got a voice man i'm telling you yeah but um, that helps a lot when carrying a 40 to 60 minute video yeah 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 you know? <laughs> but it's like so when you find those types of like just even if it's a ch- and the worst is when you find one and like the channel like fails or like the guy doesn't do much every anymore. frame of painting yeah essentially like- shout out to my man tony uh <laughs> i hope wherever you are man you're uh you're doing well uh we'd love to see you make more videos especially nowadays with all these movies coming out uh <laughs> he yeah so that's where like so with um uh where i was going yeah so i love those type of just like 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 kind of video essays yep. like well written like really good like editing. don't get me wrong those aren't easy to make those are gotta be a nightmare to put together dude uh, you have to be right yeah <laughs> I, like- I i saw these uh, i forget the name i think his name is good blood or something this is australian uh youtuber and he did uh essays on our our current of time and god of war and i thought there were the like the production value of it like not only did he you know give go through the essay but like and take scenes from the games but he did like his own graphics right like he oh, did geez. i must look him forever yeah like he did like you know um these like a uh, silhouette type uh cartoonish type things that integrated into the game with the game scenes and it was really i was hooked you know i was i was hooked and um you know in this day and age when like you know you have so many uh quick videos like those those three minute yeah you know it's nice just to settle down to they a video just bang them out yeah, yeah it's, it's like reading a, a few chapters of a book or something right it's just like yeah. kind of just settling down having one big focus and and you know you know learning some cool shit about your favorite tv shows and movies and video games i mean there's like because like what i what i really love is when you find like a channel and like and you watch a couple of their videos like okay cool but then you realize that there's a whole youtube community based on like that one particular subject like yeah i found there was and i i'll never i remember i found this like youtube channel um or it was i do i'm pulling up right now because 
I, it came up on my feed. Sometimes the YouTube algorithm just works perfectly. Yeah. And there was a guy who did just kind of deep dives of military, like uh, famous military battles, like ancient warfare. Dude, I... Kids oh no! Yeah, he got his shots. He's miserable. Um, he and he does like deep dives of like, I think I sent you one um, a long time ago. Um, but what how I found it is that he did one on the Game of Thrones battles, like the ones from the not like you know um, the battle at Winterfell. The, yeah, all that. The stuff. one that that <laughs> I'll never forget this when when the episode came out. Uh, you 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 I think you either Discord messages me or text me. You were like very, uh, very cool, but no this is not a fucking realistic battle strategy, okay? Yeah, and well no, it wasn't that guy who like dissected why that battle was wrong, but this guy like does like a like a uh, I think it's called History March. Yeah. Um this guy did, oh no, it was Battle Blitz. Uh, so yeah, there's so many of these like damn YouTube channels now that I follow. Um Battle Blitz, what they what it essentially is is they do like a um, kind of looks like it's a, it's it's a think of it like Google Maps, but then they have like tiles, and he goes into depth of like the military, like the combat maneuvers that were done in those said battles. And I know it sounds really thick, okay, but it's but I found one because he did one. I guess he got sponsored, and he did one on like the Game of Thrones, like the Battle of the Trident, like all those like weird like like they're not real. And yeah, then yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool that someone actually yeah. like mapped out how they really did it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh wait a minute, this guy's got the siege of Jerusalem, he's got the siege of Paris. I'm like, there goes oh, your black hole. Oh, dude, I watched every one of his videos, and he rarely comes out with one. Like, I think the last one he did was like eight months ago. But then I found out that there were other channels doing that too, and like, then there was one called um, Battle March, uh, History March, and that goes even into great because it's not just like they do like, all right. They do the Battle of Thermopylae, right? Everyone knows that story. Like, but then they go into like some of the crazier stuff, you know, like the yeah. ones that like only like psycho history nerds like me know, <laughs> you know. And it's like, because who really wants to know yeah. like the battle patterns of yeah. like Attila the Hun? Like nobody really wants to know that, but I do. So I found like all these like channels, and then in turn, so that's like always my favorite when you just start finding yeah more channels that like, and then like there was one of um. What was it? Some some chick. It was like it was like a really pretty girl, and she like was talking about a book that I like actually genuinely like. Uh, it's called Kafka on the Shore. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, and she's talking about from like a modern perspective. I read this like t- twenty years ago, mm-hmm. um, and I think you would dig it. It's when so this book came out. What like in uh, the nineties? No, actually, probably. Let me find it. It's like a famous book. Like it's mm-hmm. not like this is not some indie thing that I found. Like. <laughs> Uh, it's written by. Um, oh, I'm gonna sound like the worst person. Uh, if you read a book now, you're considered indie. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's written by, and I never get his name. It's like Hiromaki um, Murakami. Uh, Murakami. Sorry about the pronunciation. He's one of my favorite authors. He's a Japanese author. This book gets translated over here and becomes a mega bestseller. So it's a translated book that comes over here. And he did a f- he does a lot of them. He- now Kafka on the Shore is like a very popular one that he did. Um, th- I'll send you the ebook because it's like one of my favorite books of all time. Sam, I'm surprised they ha- has it- this hasn't been adapted to a movie yet. Well, it's kind of hard to do. I was that's my next question. Is it even filmable? 
Um, probably, hey man, they're, 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 if it could, it would probably need to be Studio Ghibli. Oh God, no. Um, <laughs> well, there's like points oh, of like. Bad, huh? <laughs> well, no, because there is parts of like sexual assault in the book. Ooh, there's boy, like not, <laughs> not, but there's like implied incest. Like, okay. but it's not all about that. It's like that's like two scenes in the whole book. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it's about two characters. Um, it's about a teenage boy who runs away from home. Okay. And it deals with a someone that's not mentally handicapped. Like that's not the right way of saying it, but it's someone with a little slow. Someone on the spectrum. Yeah. Um but he's like just this like gentle, nice, like just kind of goes with the flow guy. And it's about these two people and like this kid runs off to a different town, like to the other side of Japan. Like starts like volunteering at a library to kind of hide out, and then stuff. It's th- if I describe the book, it ruins the no, book. No, yeah, no, yeah, but then, then but anyway, then. but anyway. So essentially, it's like one of my favorite books, and so there's this chick made so a video she, about yeah, it. Yeah, so she starts talking about okay. it, and how she's like, I think now if you Google this book, like. I think it was like Audible's got it at four point five. Goodreads has it at four point one out of five. Like it's it's a it's a famous book, and it yeah. came out in two thousand two. And um, so she's talking about how well you know people love this book, but some of these scenes make me really uncomfortable. You know, and she gives like an like an appropriate response to like yeah, like you're not supposed to feel comfortable about like some of the, like the sex stuff in this book. It's yeah. but it's written supposed to be uncomfortable. Uh, but then I was like, okay, cool. And I started watching some of her videos and I don't really agree with 90% of her views. Yeah. Like, and she's not like super epic woke, you know, none of that crap or on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah. She's actually very like down the middle and she's like, Hey, I don't like this book, but here's the reason why. But then here's this really bad book that I know is really shitty, but I just love it. You know? And it's, yeah. it's just a big fantasy reader and I'm not the biggest fan of fantasy. Um, sci-fi is my thing, but that's interesting. Yeah, oh Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've read a ton of fantasy, but give me a guy. I mean, because you're 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 a DM, you, you like you like D and D. Yes, but you prefer a sci-fi. Book oh, absolutely, sci-fi. Uh, give me a decent, but it's got to be like okay. So it's got to be like certain type of sci-fi. Okay, um, I'm not a big fan. So when it comes to like sci-fi books, I love like huge space operas. You know, I can dig that. Like dude. mega casts, like twenty characters, space travel, dude. all that. Like just heavy themes, complex themes. Yeah. Um, but I also like. Um, uh, then there's so there's like tiers of like science fiction, right? There's like a yeah. lot of it is like Kubrick level science fiction, where yeah. it's like there's hidden meetings, and then you get like what I call like the junk food, good books, fun reads. The writer writes a ton of them, and. Like no one really knows about them, and there's one book series. It's called the Herring, the Honor Harrington series. It's everything. It's the book is designed for me. It's <laughs> literally a re a rewriting of like the Napoleonic era Age of Sail, but done in like a space empire. Now make the script happen. Quote then. me now. <laughs> someone will make this into a no, TV. Of course, someone Sounds will make this like into a TV show. Uh, because it is what sent- was what was. Uh, speaking of TV show, there was a- oh mind you, uh, Mirakami, um, the Kafka on the Shore writer. Yeah, I believe he wrote Drive My Car. 
Really? The I haven't seen it yet, but the movie that just yeah, came out recently. Yeah. Um I really good things about I that. so did I. And when I su- I think I Rotten's got it at ninety seven percent and Metacritic Metacritic's got it at ninety one. Um what I thought was, uh, I when I I was like, okay, it's a, it's, you know, it's an, it's a foreign film, you know, I'm gonna absolutely check that out because, I'm sorry, it's the only one, they're the only ones making movies right now. Um, <laughs> True. But as soon as I heard he was attached, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, I'm totally yeah. reading this. Like, yeah. I'm gonna watch this movie. So just so you know. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No. Um, no. Uh, what was that? What was that space show? Because you reminded me. Uh, it's on the Apple TV now. Uh, David Goyer's behind it. What the fuck is that? Thing space called? show. It's a space show. Uh, the fountain, is it that? Oh, the f- you mean the foundation? Foundation. Oh uh, God. The foundation. Okay, so isn't that a book? Wasn't it? Oh, no, that's a famous book series, man. That's um written by um. Oh my God. Uh, You're failing here, then. I am. You're failing yes, here. I am definitely Sh- failing. Amateur hour here. It's fucking painful. <laughs> I don't know. You get pissed too. It's like I'm a fucking history guy. It's because I, I don't want to pronounce the name wrong. Isaac. Uh, Amazon, it's the guy who wrote like iRobot. iRobot, yeah. Uh, but it's like the iRobot series. It's all those books. Yeah. Um, I believe. But like the only reason why I was contemplating the. Oh, no, this is the wrong. This is the. No, because The Fountain is a different movie. Uh, that's, that's an actual movie. That's a movie with. Uh, I'm thinking of the one uh, Rachel Weiss is in it, right? Yeah. The Foundation series. Foundation. Um, that, yes, that's on Apple TV. That uh, Isaac Asimov wrote that book series. Um, not so. I'm not the biggest fan of Asimov stuff. Okay. The only thing I really liked is his adaptation that they took Blade Runner from him. <laughs> okay. Um, I read the, the the novella that Blade Runner is based off of. Uh, I Dream of Electronic Sheep. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Um, but I do think um, Ridley Scott made, you know, he definitely turned, he got blood from a stone on that one. Uh, My man, Ridley Scott, still kicking it. Yeah, you haven't seen uh, Raised by Wolves yet, right? Mm-mm. It's on my queue. I yeah. gotta watch it. I think, I think, uh, I, I'm the biggest Ridley Scott defender. I mean, I wrote a paper on him for college, for God's sake. Oh, no. I, <laughs> even like his bad um, stuff, I think is pretty solid. Yeah, because he's the Scots in general. Even Tony yeah, Scott did some really I, I, great stuff. Here's, here's the thing that I like in a director. If he's ambitious, he he may yeah. not always make hits, but he's gonna he's gonna go for a really ambitious idea, um, an ambitious narrative, mm-hmm. and a visual spectacle. And well, sometimes the story is it, not always, but he's gonna go for it. Like I think Nolan is in. Nolan has this. Nolan has become this. People like to call him the blockbuster director where he has these big scenes, these big stuff, but he goes for it. Like, you know, they're doing something different. That's the only, that's the one thing that I'm always happy about is that they, uh, once they try something new, like, okay, so Nolan, I got, I got a little beef with the guy. Um, the guy, he can't write a good story. He really can't. He can come up with these amazing, now don't get me wrong. These ideas that he comes up with are amazing. Yeah. Um, because like it's even his most recent, you know, it's when you have um, um, tenant, tenant, yeah. Okay, so you're giving me a spy espionage heist time travel movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm in that shit. <laughs> that, that, yeah, absolutely. Um, acting's amazing. Yeah, the 
I've watched it three times, and the subtleties you catch every single yes. time blow my mind. Yes. Um, stuff you miss the first and second time, and I remember watching it the first time, and I was like, not sure how I felt about it, which is usually a good sign, because yeah. if I'm thinking about the movie afterwards, yeah, like like the next day, th- yeah, th- it did something. Even if it's yeah. crap, it did something. Uh, then I watched it again with Sam, and she hated it. <laughs> and I and her reasonings were legit. Like I, I totally understood what she was saying. Yeah, I yeah. agree with her. And I was actually slightly a little like, yeah, a little angry. I was like, really? <laughs> Did you not watch what I just watched? Um, then I watched no. it a third time by myself again, and I was like, just making sure. Like, was I just like hyping it because it's Nolan, man? You know? Yeah. You guy who can see Batman, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, no, this is actually a really clever movie. However. And this is why I think it lost Sam and it lost a lot of people and me in some certain aspects. They give, I know the character is called protagonist, but Mm -hmm. they, he doesn't know how to write a protagonist and reasons why they do things. That's fair. Like, and not just in. That's fair. Essentially. Or like he writes like these like scenarios that that's usually the hardest part, right? You're a writer. So. The hardest part is giving a legitimate reason why Motivation. someone would do something, right? Yeah. So, Batman, the reason why I think Dark Knight blew up so well is because he didn't have to write the reasonings for it. I also think it was a perfect time and place. Our ideologies, where we, where the country was at with like terrorism and fear and yeah. like crime and our yeah. views of police and all that, um, I think was a perfect storm. I don't think that movie would be good now. Um, mm-hmm. But I do find that... That was like some of his top tier work. Mine is like Memento, um, because he didn't have to write the story. Yeah, like he had it. Now you know he already had like Batman's reasons. He already has the Joker's reasons and all, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So with Tenet, the same deal. Like, and Tenet is like the worst case of that. He wrote Tenet, right? Yeah, I believe his brother. Did. Um, his brother did. It's him and his brother usually write everything. But I found with um, that and. Um, you know, even no, if you he think wrote it, so here's here's my theory. I think when his brother writes stuff, it's, it's a little cleaner because yeah. he doesn't have his hands on the story. Well, because so here's I I guess I guess the question is, if Nolan is willing to let someone else write, like I don't think he wrote. Did he write the Prestige? I think his brother wrote the Prestige. I think his brother wrote the Prestige too. I think we found the yeah. the key to. Well, here think about it for a sec. <laughs> like if you watch. Um, so yeah, so you have that, and then if you take a step back, like with with Interstellar, first off, yeah. the ending of Interstellar is kind of rough, even that, for Nolan. It is devi- rough. it deviated like it's funny because I remember Todd sent me the script for Interstellar before it came movie, mm-hmm. and then the script definitely deviated, and it had to because a lot of the ideas in the script initially were just gonna be really hard. It's a th- messy science yes because yeah. it's like the idea of a tesseract is like a real theory yeah That's and a honestly real theory. honestly they nasa scientists and you know space you know, oh they've broken space, down that stuff they, yeah they're like he's not yeah he's off yeah. but not by like not by a lot like they said it was as faithful as it could yeah be like considering correct like the, yeah the, the, the like explaining time delimination like uh that was brilliant like yeah. you know it's like and yeah. now like uh, so when he's uh, so when Matthew McConaughey is watching his kids grow up through the videos, mm-hmm. that like I remember my brother going, 
dude, that move, that scene fucked me up. I know. And now the I, I haven't watched it since, but ha- the idea of watching that now, Ima- yeah, that imagine idea. like seeing a video of Bruce exactly, in, like just he's a twenty year old, like completely growing yeah. up, and like in that's a, like soul crushing. Exactly. That's why he cried. And that's why it is, and that's like part. But and it's, I cried. <laughs> but that's the point. Is like, but also like his reasoning for going is yes, he's got to save the world. Yeah. But you could tell he didn't want to go. And they were going to go without him. So it wasn't like, so the basic like, premise would be and like, And he well, stumbled we upon the base, right? Uh. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> like, you. they were going anyway, so you don't have to go. Yes, you should go. You know, Michael Caine's that old guy's like, I can't do it. You have to do it for me, blah, blah, blah type thing. Yeah, um, so I find, but it's like, with Nolan stuff, like, if he's writing these stories, it's, he comes up with these epic premises, but like, or like in Inception, like, why don't just fly the fucking kids to you? Like, why do you have to go on these epic quests to go back to America? Like, you're living in the fucking beautiful, most beautiful places of Europe. Bring your kids to Europe. Like, it's like <laughs> no one's gonna find you. Um, yeah. Also, my one other gripe is with now. For the record, I'm stoked he's doing Oppenheimer. Like that, my history mind is popping with yeah. that one. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. The but visuals are probably going to be amazing. It's good. I mean, you know who Oppenheimer was, right? Yes, okay. Of <laughs> yeah. Um, but like with um, Dunkirk, which yeah. I was super pumped for, and I think that is super clever how that movie was yeah. made. Just think my one gripe with it is that Harry Styles. We get it. Dan. Actually, <laughs> not even that. I'm willing to accept him. You're going to tell me there wasn't enough people on the beach. That was not 300,000 yeah. soldiers. Yeah. 300,000 is the fucking Super Bowl. And you're going to tell me that they all, that that was, no, you would not be able, that's what kind of irked me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, the beach, yeah. It was like, I get that. And I know why, because he's not, he doesn't use CG, or very little of it. Which I appreciate. I, I mean, do too. But I, there are I, times where it's like, maybe you're showing sure a fucking CGI that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, at, at imagine time. Helm's Deep from two towers without CGI and it's a couple like just weird camera tricks that battle does not look cool does not look good yeah. um it, you know it's like yeah you and you I, have to find the balance yes. of like yeah and don't go full George Lucas <laughs> but like you know bring bring it in a little yeah, bit you know it it's in, like yeah 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 um but yeah, so that's kind of my view. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, ambition, um, ambitious directors, I'm down for, you know. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, I, I even if the story and and you know doesn't make that coherent, I appreciate, I appreciate the overall, um, you know, the cojones to actually make it happen, right? Yes, <laughs> you know, because like you said, I mean. We're living in an age now where everything is a superhero movie and everything is just a remake, basically, of something that yeah. happened in the 80s and 90s. And we're bringing it to a new audience, uh, the same stories that you and I grew up with, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think it's like, I've heard this from a few actors on like interviews and stuff. I think Matt Damon, like, specifically put it the best um, is since nobody buys the movie anymore after the fact after the release yeah since there's no home video sales or they are but they are nothing compared to what they used to be mm-hmm. um because of that the risk is now greater because there were a ton of movies that used to be made because like you know what we're gonna make it on the back end with with vhs sales because everyone just buys vhs because you also had blockbuster hollywood video 
Planet video. You had all no, these I like. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, You're totally right. You knew automatically there was a whole system that was going to buy them. Yes. And also, too, I mean, how many movies, like, I mean, I don't really have a, I don't have a DVD collection anymore, but like the amount of times I just bought a DVD just to have it on my shelf it was like, oh, that was a pretty good movie. Oh, it's like 15 bucks. Sure. I'll just buy it. I'll throw it in there. Yeah. Now that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got iTunes, you know, people buy through Google, you know, YouTube or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But most people um, after I've noticed this, too, there's very few people like after it's been out in the theater. And this is before COVID. And it, like even now, after it's been out of the theater, most people are not like pumped when like the VHS of it of a movie comes out. Yeah. Like I remember being active, you know, granted we were kids, but I remember when like Phantom Menace got on VHS that day. Yeah. It was a big event. That was a big, to get it to see it again. Yeah. I remember uh, being so excited. My mom came home from work and she bought a copy. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Are you, oh, we're watching this now. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you and I are an exception to this, but like. When was the last time you heard someone say, yo, man, I got the newest copy of what, you know, whatever. I just got the new copy. You want to come over and watch it? Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. That's like, true. I haven't gotten that. Maybe we're older, but I don't even hear, you know, and it's like granted too. It's like you also get people who have viewing for it. Like, yo, man, the new thing just dropped on Netflix. You want to check it out? Yeah. Um, But not with movies. And I think that's a big reason why. It's all sequels and remakes because if I got to throw 150 million yep. to 200 million at a project, I want my fucking money back. Um, I'm yeah. not going to make, you know, these weird little indies. Like, you know, it's because if you look, that's why I think like a lot of John Grisham movies got made in the 90s because those weren't big hits. But on VHS, everyone's seen, like, everyone's seen Rainmaker. Like, it's, yeah. you the know, Firm and all that stuff. All yeah. those movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, like, actually, no, a prime example of this is the Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Shawshank Redemption tanked at the theaters. Yeah. Nobody gave a fuck about that movie. Yeah. But then um, I think it was Turner who, like, was like, no, this movie's, like, amazing. I bought the rights to it. And that's why it's always on TNT. Yeah. But um, TV movie. Mm hmm. And, um, uh, I think yeah because the home sales of that movie blew up. Yeah. Cuz I remember the first time I saw the Shawshank Redemption, I was at home and you know like I was super poor but we always, we always got movies from the library. And um I remember they w- came home and we wa- we would watch a movie. Me and my mom and like and uh, her boyfriend at the time like he, we would go and we sit on the couch and watch a movie. And uh, they let me watch rated R movies when I was a kid, so I was like, whatever. <laughs> but I think it was because I was like not weird about, it. you know, I wasn't out, yeah, wasn't screaming or like, oh, like you know, when there was death, I wasn't crying. If it was scary, I wasn't freaking out. Yeah. Like, yeah, sex scenes, I wasn't making weird noises or like, you know, laughing or getting really uncomfortable. Like, I just sat there and quiet because I was like, I'm into yeah. this fucking movie. Yeah, you know, uh, and I remember watching Shawshank and just like. You know, the first time they ripped the poster off, you know, it's, you know yeah, like, holy shit, yeah. this is, and I think such a cool movie. Now, moment. nobody would have cared about that. Like, that movie doesn't get made today. Um, Sadly, yes. You know, unless it would have to be based on a true story, it'd have to have big actors, too. Big actors, and like, probably, probably make it for the Oscar season because that's the only. I'm a firm believer if it's not a true story or close to it. It's not winning Oscars. Not, it's not getting shit for Oscars. You think that you think so? You I, think an original rarely does. Rare, 
original does. idea of a movie. Uh, I think it's got a shot, but I think if I'm make, if I have to if I'm a betting man and I, I got to bet on who's gonna win the best picture, I bet your ass I'm putting it on the biopic. <laughs> trying to think of the last movie that was an original idea and then one best picture. I mean, let me let me think. Let me. I'll think. let you think while I'm pulling up this list here. Uh, best Sha- picture, not just whatever. Like not, what about, not original screenplay because that's cheating. Shape of Water was that based on anything? Shape of Water was not based on anything actually. Uh, Shape of Water is that original? Right. Let's see. That was a Del Toro. I know a lot right? of people hated it. Oh, I, was I that Del Toro? Yeah, that was Del Toro. Who he's My infamous man. for original. The Shape of Water, written by Del Toro. Yeah, it's written by Del Toro, so it's not based on anything. Uh, but let me find Oscar winners. Uh, list of best. What won last year? It's a blur to me. What what won in the Coda. Will Smith Oscars? Coda won. <laughs> Coda. The problem was was this year's Oscars. I really gave no attention to because I was I was so behind, and also there was like nothing really, like honestly too. And this is before the big slap. I really have lost my energy for Will Smith movies. Like, and it's not because they're bad. Usually, most even his bad ones are still you know are good. Um, it's just I'm kind of I'm getting kind of done with biopics. I know, dude. I I couldn't agree with you more. They're just such a cop out. Maybe of it's because like we're resources. getting old enough that we were now seeing the biopics of people that were around during like our <laughs> lifetimes. Like, well, yeah, Richard Williams. I remember uh, when he was a big thing in the tennis world. Mm-hmm. I was like, that happened when I was, you know, when I, I'm alive and was like in my uh, it, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That was recent, you know. But we're, like, we're making biopics of people that are either still alive, or which is weird. Events that happened like literally twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty ten years ago. Like so, he, so Barack he, Obama biopic coming I'm, soon. Dude, I'm fucking waiting for that shit. <laughs> uh, like so, this year was like Coda, right? But what was up for like Belfast? Don't look up. Drive my car. Dune. King Richard. Um, People made fun of me when I thought when I told them, "Listen, man, Dune's gonna sweep." My friend, she she and I. Dune had a. I'm actually surprised. No, it Dune is, won a lot of awards actually. Dune Part Two is gonna win Best Picture. Oh, that's because when shit goes down, right? Well, not story so much wise. the story, but usually with movies where they know there's a trilogy, they're usually not going to give it to the first one. They'll give it to the last one. I mean, they did it with Return of the King. It is not the best Lord of the Rings. But it's like a... But it's the one that like... An right, honor system. It's like, essentially like, all right. We appreciate your... Jackson, you're getting the fucking Oscar. Yeah. You you should have gotten it for Fellowship, yeah. but we're going to give it to you for the Return it's, of the King. Uh, Denise, but that was the, but not to cut you off, but that was the year Master and Commander came out. And I'm sorry, Master and Commander is was a, a better movie, better than King, um, the Return of the King. Return Absol- of King, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Return of the King, man. Like I appreciate that movie, and I watched it in theaters too. I know you watched it in theaters too. <laughs> Midnight, the, baby. The, the, the almost three hour movie. <laughs> yes, very much so. When it just didn't seem to want to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very much. So. Which is now a meme. I love it. I kind of love, and I don't know what's your opinion on this, but like, I love how old movies are getting memed now. It's 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 actually so stupid, but it actually makes me laugh sometimes. Like randomly, American Psycho with Christian Bale, right? Oh, it's amazing! It was amazing. Yeah, it's the book is awesome. (laughs) It's being memed now a lot, especially now that um, Love and Thunder's out and he's in it. Yeah, and uh, there's a famous scene in American Psycho when he's talking to his lawyer. Is like. 
uh, why isn't it possible? And it's like, it's just not possible. Why isn't it fucking possible? And they're <laughs> memeing that shit out of that one scene with like, you stupid bastard. <laughs> you stupid it bastard. It is so good. <laughs> I just, I love that shit. And it's like, like, it's just so funny to rethink of like the movies we watch and now people are using it as memes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so that's the world that has come to. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's... Everything is a meme now, right? It's like, well, like, I mean, that's like the modern comedy. You yeah. know, that's like, that's, that's the, that's the new folk art. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's where, you know, that's what people do now. But like yeah. also like the year before that in 2022, like uh, uh, Nomad Land won. Oh, God. All right. I, so go I, you I, go first I'll, and then I will give my spiel. About all right. Because here's my thing. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have the same idea. I think too. so, too. Uh, it kind of annoyed me. Um, I saw it. I think the acting was fine. Um, I think it was kind of boring. Same. However... No, it's not even how it's actually a continuation. Um coming it movie actually kind of bothered me uh because when I say I grew up poor, I grew up like no heat poor. Yeah. So I kind of understand where the woman was coming from, where the yeah. character was coming from. But what bothered me was it's a group I understand like the, you know, I know what they were trying to say about like the modern nomad, about leaving free, doing your own thing, all that mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Like, you know, how she's like you know, trying to cope with like losing absolutely everything right, by right, rebuilding right, right. something from nothing. I, I get it. What bothered me was there's that scene where her bus breaks down and mm. she goes to her sister to borrow the money to fix her car. That always annoyed me because I grew up in a, in a situation where, so my mother had a genius IQ. The woman was brilliant. Mm. Like crazy. Like her, her math skills were brilliant. Uh, so smart. One of the smartest people I ever knew. Could not handle money, was afraid of money, and did not want to work. So, so interesting. it drove How me nuts like that, yeah. watching where people were okay. And I'm not mad at my mother about this, but I was very much annoyed at that character because it's very much that where it's, I'm living my life, but I'm not planning for anything. So, because someone else is going to pick up, clean up my mess. Like it's true. like true, yeah. Your sister's there to true. help you pay for the van. Of course, she's gonna do that, and that's true. what a good family would do. Yeah, but you're actively trying not to have a safety net or any type of to yeah. handle essentially handle your shit. Handle your shit, yeah. you know. And maybe I'm a little cold for that, but it's like that's how I look at it. Yeah. Like it's like yes, that's there if you you need the help. And she did need the help in that scene. But what bothered me was like you could have. Why aren't you even at least trying to make some sort of like to to handle it? I know. You know, it's it's interesting because it's an authentic situation. Absolutely. Like yeah. th- that does occur, but at Happens the same time, I mean, yeah. shit, I've borrowed money from my brother. I'm yeah, sure you yeah, borrowed money a, from mom and dad. It's an authentic situation, I mean, but I I can understand your fr- your frustration. Where it's it. like that's a character yeah. who could actively Agree, yeah try like like listen, man, we've all been in shitty situations, yeah. but it's like. She's actively trying to stay. In yes. That. that is what bothers me. It's yeah. Like, yeah. this is, you know, it's poor people are not poor because they want to fucking be. Yeah. Nobody wants to be poor. It sucks. And it's like kind of also glorifies like that. That Like, there's no offense, man. Shitting in a bucket sucks. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it's not a fun thing. Yeah. Like, so let me so let me ask you this. The movie Roma, right, which uh, oh, I love that Alfonso Cuaron. Mm-hmm. 
I remember you said to me like uh, that 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 first scene too, especially when she's like playing. Like you seem to resonate with that movie more in terms of like yeah, you know, just and and I actually love that that you appreciated that because I my my whole I watched it with my family, my mom Mm -hmm. and my dad, and that resonated with them too of like you know because in Ecuador you have those maids, you have those houses that that are basically let's be honest, they're family, family, yeah, they're family, and. And, and, you know, she, the actress in the movie, and by the way, she was phenomenal in that. Mm-hmm. It's a very subtle performance, you know. It's not over the top, like... Um, for the get, record, Ro- Green Book beat Roma out, for the record, which... Anyway, uh, not, to, not to kill your vibe, but... That totally just fucking... <laughs> but I know well, let's, you, let's, yeah. celebra- let's go back to celebrating Roma. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean with Roma. Like, yeah. The first scene where she's cleaned up the dog yeah, shit. Yeah, especially because you told me you're a janitor and you oh that just God. hits you in the heart strings. It killed it because I knew. <laughs> and this is where I like I can't speak for the, the, the director and the writer, but that motherfucker cleaned up messes before because I felt that. She's cleaning up. Now, people were like, really? They show the first scene is her shit on the floor. And it's like, no, you don't understand. She's cleaning it and she does, an, she does her job. She does it well. It is fucking spotless. And then, like, three hours later, there's shit on there again. Shit right back there. And I remember just, like, knowing what that (laughs) felt like, being a janitor for fucking so long. And I remember just, like, fuck. And, like, I remember, like, the big cars and, like, but also, too, and this isn't, like, white savior shit. At least I don't think it is. Growing up where I grew up, it was all Latino. Mm -hmm. All. Yeah. Um. I was the only white kid in the block, yeah. you know, and uh, I used to get like, and I, being the only white kid on the block, I never got shit for it. Like, they embraced I embraced you, Daniel. I wasn't the like the they rich white kid you, on the Daniel. block. Yeah. I was fucking poorer than them. You, you're <laughs> among, like, you're among, yeah, the, you know, one of them. Yeah, where it's like, you know, it's I would go to their friends' houses. I go to my friends' houses. That's why you. Block. That's why you fucking love Spanish rice. Admit it. Well, dude, that's <laughs> where I'm going with this. Was, was my favorite was all I would go and all the kids' parents used to love like not the bullets, but they used to love that they had a white friend. They used to fucking love it, uh, but they also liked that. That my friends liked because um, the parents liked that I that they um, had someone they like they could talk they had their they would use their kids as like essentially a translator for me, mm-hmm. you know. So they would because they didn't speak English, but like their kids did. Yeah, because they were born here, and like it was just like fun to like like they would say something and then I would look at, at like my friend who'd be like, oh yeah, he, it's because of this or yeah, you know yeah. it was just like funny. Yeah. But it was it's like, all love, man. It's all and it was love. like, of course, what do you do? You go to these people's houses. They're fucking feeding you. So and I yeah. love that food. You know, it was like, <laughs> but so it's like I understood like the big cars and like yeah. how like super close like the kids are to their mother and like and just how, you know, how like there's like a certain animosity because a lot of my friends like they're, you know, and so it was essentially like my white group, right? My friends, like my, like in the other, all, like, I was the only kid with divorced parents, but mm-hmm. on the other block, I was just like the rest of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now granted, most of them were married, mm-hmm. but a lot of the fathers were either out of state or they hadn't come over yet. They hadn't, wow. Um, or they fucked off, Yeah, you know? No. And it was like interesting to see that dynamic. Yeah. You know? Cause you were like essentially two worlds basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with a friend groups, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is fascinating to me. I, it's funny because 
when I moved from Queens to Long Island, that is a fucking way to call. I I had a I had an adjustment right because in in Queens, I had Italian friends. I had. Uh, Polish, Russian, Spanish. I had it was so diverse, mm-hmm. and I went to I went to first I went to middle school and that was somewhat diverse. Like one of my my very good friends, uh, she's African American, and uh, we've been close ever since. But when I got to high school, that's when it really hit me that's that I was in the fucking suburbs. Oh, you're in the burbs, bro. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'm in the burbs. Saturdays and a you know, bunch of white people. The, these kids got boats and they're, yep. they're, they're, you know, they're driving mommy and daddy's cars mm-hmm. as seniors in high school. And they, um, it, it, it was a wake up call. But I think I had enough groundness from my experience in Queens that you know i always say remember where you fucking came from right yeah no matter if your situation changes like you you get into money and then you get your own house and stuff like that you remember where you came from and you remember your values because the values of uh, you know the people in Long Island i really didn't connect with right you know and uh they also didn't understand where i came from in my certain in certain uh viewpoints so that was a wake-up call for me especially um just to like see the difference of like interacting with friends, and obviously I, I came here uh, into my teenage years, and that's like one of your biggest. That's yeah. You know, Sam. She had she changed schools like yeah. when she was in high school, and it was, she said it was brutal. Yeah, like tough because you're not making new friends at that point. Yeah, you're making friends, but you you're, don't you're have making that friends 20, that ten years of bond. Yeah, that like honestly, the closest people friends I had in Long Island are you know Roe and Tom, and I met those in middle school. Yeah. You know, like I rarely talk to the people I went to high school with, you know, uh, honestly, now that when I really think about the high school crew now, granted, a lot of like my, my high school, they all they scattered, you know, yeah. it's like some of them. And honestly, the that, that makes sense. And then you could be cordial and friendly, like on oh, yeah. on Facebook I mean, or like the, uh, my whatever, crew, like the guy that um, uh, married me and Sam, like he was part of my original crew in high school, you know, and like, yeah. And like we, you know, every once in a while, like I'll text him on his birthday, and I texted yeah, him yeah. when Bruce was born, and like, but like that's really it. Like if he's ever in town, because he he went, he got married, and had kids, and he's a lawyer up in Massachusetts and Boston. He loved, he went to school there, he loved it, and he stayed. Yeah. And then he met a girl, and she stayed there, so they stayed there, and um, yeah, and every time he comes down, he hits me up, like you know, it's like, and then I have my other buddy, um, from high school, <laughs> um. Uh, he went upstate New York. He's a cop, you know, but it's like he never comes down here and he's super busy. It's like there's no problems. Like there was never. We're, we're yeah, it, like, it's just like it's like you said, like, you know, when when you're not in the immediate area, it's it's, you know, it, it's I hard. Also, you know, I left my hometown for almost 10 years. Right. You know, um, I didn't realize how long it was <laughs> until <laughs> we came back. Uh, it was so weird. And then I was like, oh, I was gone for a long ass time. Um, that place. Why does it feel like 10 years the older you get? Uh, is like a blur, right? Like, well, I think it's because you probably perceive things faster, like, or maybe not. Like, we're busier. So when you're a we're kid, busier. yeah, like, true. Like when you're like so. Okay, so like the week before Christmas when you're a kid is the longest fucking week of your life. Yeah. The week before Christmas when you're an adult it just disappears because I think just you have so much to do. Yeah. 
Um, you know, just going yeah. to school for certain, yeah, certain events and yeah. certain, you know, like the, when you eliminate school and that regimented, uh, schedule, mm-hmm. you now have a work schedule yeah. in its place and it's very different cause it's year round instead of hopefully it's year round, uh, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, the two months out of the year they have off. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. Like 10 years, like I remember, I remember what I what I did was 24. I was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> but uh, shit, I think at 24 I was engaged. All right, so it's like, <laughs> that's when I met you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. We've known each other now for more than 10 years. Um, I met you when we got engaged. Because I was, I, I started sharp. I remember this so f- clearly. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 2010. Yes. I took an internship at Sharp mm-hmm. that summer. Uh, and then I ten. That's when Sam started. And then and yeah, yeah, and then I got a PA job around the fall of mm. 2010 into yeah. leading into, yeah. And then I met you the next year, or maybe it was that year. Or... Well, let's see. When did we get engaged? When did you get engaged? You probably got engaged the next year, right? In 2010. Yeah, I think it was after that. We were dating in 2010. We were not living. <laughs> first day I met you. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I was I'm, the first day I met you. Was when we got went to a comedy club. You remember? Yeah, I do remember. Danger Fields. I remember that. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it was. We got married in thirteen. I think it was the end of eleven or early twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah. That, that that sounds about right. It yeah. was like twenty twelve. Yeah, because because I, I wasn't really good friends with Sam. I want to say until two thousand eleven. Yeah. Because that's when she. Uh, well. well as an intern, she would always pick on me to, you know, help her out with Birth Conqueror. Mm-hmm. But then we we started going out, like, as the Sharp crew. Yeah, the crew. Yeah, yeah the crew with Todd, Juliet, mm-hmm. Eli, mm-hmm. Monica, um, Alvin, uh, you know, Sam and I. We, we used to go out, like, almost every other Friday. Uh, and, and, yeah. I remember that, yeah. But time fucking flies, it man. It flies, man. And it's like, I remember... Uh, uh, but yeah, watching, um, but yeah, Roma really was really hit home. Cause I remember specifically like also like how like the mother had to strut like, like, cause there was a lot of crazy stuff in that movie. Like, you know, the, yeah, cause they're talking about the birth of the cartels in there. They're kind of like, hit yeah, a lot, lot of, a lot of stuff uh, me- in of, Mexico events that like, uh, I also liked that it shows a different side of Mexico because when, when everyone thinks of Mexico now they, they're essentially thinking of whereas you know they're, they're looking at like unfortunately yes what the cartels just butchering their own people yes yes but this shows like structured civilization yeah. you know it's like there was a, you know and it's there's still and of course there's still parts like Latin America is still full of those type of places you yeah know? um but yeah, like Roma, yeah, the woman like her cleaning up in like the big ass cars. Cause I, I mean, you Latinos love your big fucking cars. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's making a statement. It's so fucking. St- it's, it goes back to the idea of a machismo. That's, you know, yeah. and, 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 and you know it's so funny. Like we have we have guests from Ecuador, and it's one of my dad's best friend. Basically, yeah, he grew up with him, and my mom. Loves to call him out on his bullshit, and he doesn't speak English. So every time my mom tells him, "You're full of fucking bullshit," he's like, "What's bullshit? What is like?" He doesn't understand. Yeah, I love that part. Uh, But he is a he's very much a machismo Ecuadorian. 
like you know he said he calls like this is my woman mm. when he refers to his wife mm. and you know he wants to say this say big that big dick energy and yeah. big dick energy and what's funny is uh you know my mom who grew up in new york she's she grew up more in new york than she did in ecuador does not take that shit and what's what's what i give credit something to, tells me if she grew up in ecuador she still wouldn't take that shit you know um love to see you but like but like he uh, you know, and I love him too. He's he's my he's Xavier's uh, godfather. He's godfather, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and I love him, and he's family. You know, he's basically family. He's my dad's best friend. However, he is that typical, uh, you know, Ecuadorian who is uh, um, uh, who is uh, I'm trying. I'm blanking on like uh, doesn't like homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, very religious in the beliefs that it should be a man and a woman mm-hmm. anti-trans mm-hmm. um pretty much you just throw him back in the 1950s and he's all good pretty yeah. much because like and it's tough because you know when you when you're not in it when you stay in ecuador you're only exposed to the ecuadorian way of yeah. life had he had grown up in the states or something he would have been exposed and then granted May, I mean, may or may not have changed, but he would have been exposed. I mean, to different you can't values. really blame. I truly can't blame someone for having these type of views at their at that age that he is. Right, he's never really been around the other Ex- side. Exactly, he's only hearing one view of it. Exactly. I mean, that's like a thing with like right now with like a lot of people with um like the Midwest. Yeah, but you gotta understand something about the mid fucking West. There's nothing out there but corn nothing. and white people. You know, it's like, yeah. Of course it's, they're not going to like black like, people. You know, they don't even like, know them. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. It's like you don't know until you know, you know, until you meet them, you know. Yeah. And it's now, granted, we live in the age of modern information. So, you know, that excuse kind of only gets you so far. Yeah. But with, I kind of under, like, I'm not saying it's right, but I I can see no, why there's and, some and, 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 white people you know, are like yeah, that. And it, you know? it's, it's, and it doesn't bother it's it gets you know we shake that's how he is and we've known him to be like that for forever mm-hmm. it's it's just you know uh you know my mom and 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 surprisingly my dad too you know he he has they've been exposed and they're more much more open minded mm. to you know yeah. uh stuff and <laughs> i remember one night he was going on one of his famous rants about you know how um you know, it is the right. Uh, oh boy! Uh, to you know, f- for a man and woman to have the child as a versus adopting or like you know and all that other oh stuff. Boy, and it got a to a point where like baby. my mom literally got up, shut off the lights <laughs> to the kitchen, shut off the lights to the floor. I love that about her <laughs> so much. <laughs> she just she says no fuck this. This conversation is my over. favorite thing about her, and this is one of the sweetest women. But what I love is that. When she has made up, when she has made the decision, the decision, she don't give a fuck. It's all final. Like I remember, you, like a couple years back, we were all gonna go on your boat to go to the beach, and the boat wasn't starting, and your mom immediately was like, "Nope, we're not taking the boat," and got up and just stood in the corner. <laughs> and then we ended up driving and taking two cars. Which was fine, but I remember her just like, and then there's your dad, like, "No, we can still get this to work," and I'm like. Dude, even if you get this excited, she is not <laughs> getting on this boat. But I just remember she immediately was like, "Yeah, I'm off this boat. I'm not yeah. even like it wasn't even like, hey, no, let's try something. Like, all right, let's just get in the car. She was like, nope, it's all right. No and one was like, gonna convince her otherwise. She was going in a car. <laughs> that is my was one of my favorite things about her. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, because yeah. like like another like because 
two, and it was probably because there was like other people there, but like any other, if that was a white woman, that would have been a fucking fight. Okay, yeah. that would have just been a full husband and wife yeah. fight in front of people, yeah. you know, argument. And like, I'm assuming it's because we yeah. were there that it probably, yeah. if we weren't there, it probably would have been, but yeah. they were, they were uh, outsiders. Yeah. So she's like, all right, I'm not yeah. starting some shit. We're just ending this today. This is over. <laughs> so but, funny. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's funny because like, uh, you know, my dad also knows like, oh fuck, I better like, like he he's gonna try and make that situation go to his advantage, yeah. but he'll know just be like, well, All I'm right. gonna I'm I'm gonna fight a losing battle. Well, that's also marriage for twenty. <laughs> that's marriage one on one, right? Like Thirty five years, yeah. like it's like you know. He, he also knows not to mess with my mom. He's afraid of her. I mean, yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm a fucking afraid of your mother. Are you kidding me? But um, uh, yeah, no. So that's so. yeah. It was uh, yeah. It, it's just funny. Now that he's here, just to see that you know see certain the other side of it, yeah, yeah, see certain sides, and I often wonder if if my dad probably would have fallen into the same type. I mean, yeah, bravado attitude, probably um, that he was if he hadn't come to New York and trying to make a career out of himself. Uh, but um, oh, that's that's absolutely a definite uh, that. Yeah, because it's like it's why like every generation is a little bit more open minded about you know because they were just more informed, right? You know, and exposed like, too. Yeah, that's you know like we're my dad. In New York, my man. dad had like, yeah, my dad had you know gay friends meeting in Elmhurst Hospital, you know, and um, he was exposed to that. And he, um, my dad is friends with everyone. You know him, so yeah. like he, it doesn't matter if you're if you're straight, gay, black, Asian, whatever, he's going to be your friend because, you know, he he, has, he feels good vibes from you, you know, and that's what how it should be, even if you are not exposed to it. But, you know, it's hard for some people. Like, I get it, you know, it's it's hard. But whatever, you know, Rome was a great movie. Well, <laughs> let me take back my initial statement of that um, you, because – I'm wrong. Um, mm. So it's like, so What's, let's go back to the past five, right? The so fi- past like five, two, best 2021 picture. was Coda. The year before that was Nomad, Nomadland. Okay. And now this was 2019 was Parasite. Uh, then it was Green Book. Uh, which, that was based on something. Which though. is now a base on, and then you had Shape of Water after that, and then you had Moonlight, then Spotlight, then Birdman, then 12 Years a Slave. Now, but this is where I got my 12 Years a Slave. Argo, The Artist, The King's Speech, Hurt Locker, Slumdog Millionaire, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, you're starting those to see are a vibe, all like, books and real stories. You're starting to see the, the, the yeah, yeah. But um, also rewatch Spotlight. Not that, of, not as good. Uh, it's I, I like it's a story that needed to be told, right. but um, yeah. That's why I was never I, an altar boy. I, uh, <laughs> I think it was trying too hard to be. Um, too much like the president's men i could see that yeah which i really like that movie i showed yeah. sam she almost she was like this movie's a little drawn out i'm like yeah it was made in the fucking 60s like what do you expect <laughs> um but she didn't like but young like spotlight Dustin hoffman but spotlight was like they had an epic year for it was 2015 spotlight it was spotlight the big short which i've watched multiple times since amazing movie bridge of spies brooklyn Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, which I've read the book and watched that movie a dozen times. Love it. Uh, Ridley Scott movie. Uh, the Revenant and The Room. Wow, that's a good fucking year. That was a year. Like That's a good fucking year for movies. Holy shit. That was 2015. I, re- I, I remember you showing me uh, Big Short at my house, and I remember like, this movie's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, it, because it took... 
a, a concept that would bore the normal average viewer and Adam McKay, who directed that, I believe. Yeah, he did. And my visualized it and hyped it up in a way that a was made sense. Like you could follow along as an. Yeah, I person. like that he was able to explain what a CDO was to yes. average people who yeah. don't know what a CDO. Is. Exactly, exactly. Um, what I did like, um, which uh, right, this was essentially the last movie I saw in the theater uh, before the lockdown was uh, Vice. Oh. Made by him too about Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. And that was I love when the movie pretends that it finished it like midway through. Ended, I was like, <laughs> that is so good. What a fucking great That was out. so good. <laughs> uh, Nothing else happened. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And I remember that was the last movie I saw before the lockdown kicked. Actually, no. So I'm sorry. That wasn't it. Um, 1917 was the last movie we saw in the theater. Before lockdown, mm. and then lockdown happened. Yeah. Um, but also too, if you look at like 2019s, is like a fucking crazy year too. Parasite wins. Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Then you had the Irishman, which was not great. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Uh, I fell asleep in it. I really did. I I can't believe I'm saying this because you know Martin Scorsese was one of my heroes I, growing up in in the in the world of filmmaking. But I fell asleep in that. Uh well, we're going to get back to The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Loved Women, it. Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was one year. That's fucking That's a crazy. fucking great year. Now, The Irishman. This bothers me a lot. Martin Scorsese has made certain movies that are just now officially an American Americana. Like, like you know, The Goodfellas, Casino's a pseudo-sequel. Um, I really liked um, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets. Shit. Um, uh, Hugo. No, he. It's. Um, what are you? All the cops. With all the cops. The Departed. The Departed. Now. Sorry, Martin. Make a different type of fucking movie. Ooh, you challenge it. He made it's, Hugo. <laughs> That's my thing. Is like the Irishman you you is like everyone got pumped about it, and what bothered me with it was like no, because he is so detached. He's bringing people out from retirement who need to be in retirement. Poor Joe Pesci. They and then they de-age them, which is like kind of rough, man. Like it's like it's so can, uncomfortable. Why? Can I ask you why? What is Hollywood and everyone's obsession now with de-aging people instead of hiring actors, young younger actors that kind of look like I think the old school way. I basically. think Hollywood producers are detached from what they think people want. Like they think they want we want the old actors. You you can't tell me that in Star Wars, Sebastian Stan, who looks exactly like a young Mark Hamill, you can't hire that motherfucker to to play a young Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I think that stuff takes away from the movies, and it's not great. Um, you know, Gr- granted, there are improvements because um, in the Mandal in the Boba Fett slash Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, Boba Fett was basically. Uh, it's filler. A, it's a it's filler. A, yeah, it's a companion piece to the Mandalorian. For, yeah. uh, Mandalorian. Uh, they made improvements to the Luke Skywalker uh, deep fake. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's like, can we move on? And can we? I don't know. I the the whole like de aging process and two hating. Maybe it's hating Christensen's. Uh, oh wait, careful. 
We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> okay. You motherfuckers, you need to start watching shit. That <laughs> is for another time. Um, but with the Irishman and shit, like, what bothers me is that it's... Is that one trick pony type situation? Essentially, and it's like he's not, though. Martin Scorsese can make gold. I know. He needs to stop making... He's already told this story a thousand times, and, like, he's done it better. Like, there's nothing in the Irishman that you cannot get out of the Goodfellas or Casino. Yeah. You know... Those are, you know, the, you know, those are Hall of Famers. Like those, those are gonna, you know, the, there's, there's no, there's nothing wrong with those movies, but the Irishman is just like, dude, like, do we really? Fell asleep I'm sorry. Hate. Do we need another Robert De Niro movie? Like, do we really need one, Joe Pesci, dude? You are a god, and stay that way. <laughs> it's funny, funny how. Don't get me wrong, though, bro. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I mean, yeah, listen, they paid you. Go fucking do it. You got a check, bro. But. Martin, come on, buddy. Like, you could do better. Yeah, I... It's... Because look at that. Like, you have Watiti, where he's... Every movie he does is different. Yeah. That's what I like. Like, even, like, Nolan, at least his ideas are different every time. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did a trilogy. Uh, but if you notice, like, all the Batmans are different themes, every single one of yeah. them. Yeah. You know, uh... It's like, give me a... Like, it's like, a, you know, I'm the biggest fanboy for Kubrick, but at least Kubrick... He tackled, at the time, almost every genre. Yeah. And if you think about it, every yeah. one of those horror, genre sci-fi. movies, he did a period piece. Yeah. He did horror. He did sci-fi. He did a comedy. Drama. He did a war movie. Like that. He did. He did a. Um, he did a coming. Uh, an Age of Innocence story mm-hmm. with Lolita. Like he, and every one of those, every one by themselves. I forgot he did Lolita. He did Lolita. <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you think he, but every one of those is a, is in the lexicon. Like it is one of the best of it. Like I'm yeah. sorry, one of the best horror movies is The Shining. Yes. Okay. One of the best science fiction movies, which into this day is still quoted, and directors still use it, is 2001. Okay. Now Barry Lyndon is a boring ass fucking movie, and that's coming from the history nerd. <laughs> but he used techniques, and like when you see those dark rooms with the candlelights and how. That's what it looked like. Like that is awesome. Yeah. Like. Yeah, his attention to detail is. Um, uh, it's it's incredible. Borderline insanity. And Bert, which most people thought he was. <laughs> but uh, he essentially, that's he what made it. That's what made great fucking art. You mm-hmm. know. He. Uh, yeah. So that's which which nowadays I don't people go for that. No, they don't. You know they. But that's what safe. I'm getting at with like Martin Scorsese. It's like okay, cool. You're still doing mob movies. Okay. You gotta one up it, like, yeah. or do something new. Like, you don't even have to make a like, you know, a blockbuster. You have to just do something new with it. Yeah, like, and, like make a modern, try and make a modern one, and and maybe tackle how it how it works nowadays, or hire new actors, fresh blood. I like, yeah. I appreciate like he he wanted to make Leo essentially his his modern day yeah. De Niro. You know, because you know when Scorsese started out, essentially he, he is. He's, I mean, he is. it's like he is. He is. Uh, so, and that's I appreciate that kind of like you know lineage of like you know when he started out in the seventies, De Niro was his go-to guy, and then when he kind of went back in the two thousands, it was Leonardo DiCaprio. And and you know I I I'm, for the most part I like most of his movies he made with Leo. I do, mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah, it's it, it, it's essentially a tried and old movie that to me would only appeal to like 
the 56 year olds of like the old mobster movies and even then i question whether they would like the irishman that's what i mean you know, know what i mean a lot of people who like like, like uh, sam's family they're big rob you know al pacino robert de niro fans i mean of course italian from the city well, right? the neighborhood right of course they love those movies right Forget uh they watch these it. things and even they were like that's okay it's, you know, it's like yeah, you know, it's, it it didn't it wasn't the Goodfellas right where like they could quote every line they could you know and I honestly don't think you're gonna get another Goodfellas like you're not gonna get there's certain movies you're just never gonna get again man like that was a time and a place I don't know Hollywood is like nothing is untouchable nowadays um, you know they're gonna touch some sacred oh movie. no they'll they'll do remakes and like you yeah. know it's that's it's or prequels or something like yeah. that. Uh yeah, it's the well. The well is dry, and they, you you just go to old and tried and true products. And I've, I think I've said this a thousand times, and I'm gonna say it again. What kills me the most is that there's probably no. There definitely is the next Citizen Kane of fucking scripts on some producer's desk. All on the blacklist that will never get yeah. read. Never and, get read. Never get touched. Never get considered. Mm-hmm. Even if like a high end actor goes to someone like make this for me they'd be like sure sure but can you do the studio thing for us and then we'll make it and then it gets delayed 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 one of the great things about entourage uh it actually gave a decent uh, look into like, the, yeah, the film industry like it, you know how vinnie chase you know really wanted to do a passion project but he couldn't do it unless he did fucking aquaman you know like, and then he did it he and did it blew it. up and they're like yeah well, you're still not doing it exactly it's like you know and and um that's how it is like it's it's so hard to make uh original stuff made these days you kind of have to front the money yourself nowadays you know you're gonna have to like get your own production company to do it but here's uh, the thing though you always hear like so you know you have success buys so like you hear stories about like mel gibson he couldn't get financing for the passion of the christ so mm-hmm. he pays for it himself right and makes stupid money from it yeah you know you hear stories about how like george lucas all right they had such little faith in the star wars franchise that they gave george lucas all the merchandising rights instead of a bigger paycheck money 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 (laughs) george lucas had rights to the merchandise that is also why my brothers had every star wars figure because they just like, all right, we got to make the fucking money back on this shit. George Lucas needs to get paid. You know, you hear about how, um, you know, Coppola f- financed Apocalypse Now himself. Yeah. You know, and um, it nearly, you know, destroyed him. You know, it's like you hear these success stories that take off, but you don't hear about like these millionaire, like these producers who like do that and then the movie fucking bombs. You never yeah. hear those stories. Never hear those stories. And there's a million of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put your money in a project and it goes to dog shit. And I think that's where, like, not, you know, Entourage you, I really liked, but like the the ending, the, the ending of the show. Yeah, that he fell off. But yeah. when but he love, throws all his money to make the Medean movie, yeah. and everyone's like <laughs> thinking this is the greatest fucking thing, and it sucks. Billy Walsh, director, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! But that was my favorite Pablo part. Escobar too. Like, come on, Billy Chase. <laughs> But my, but I, but that's the point. It's yeah, like he, everyone thought that was gonna be the thing, and it's like, oh, he threw his own money at it, and it bombed. Yeah, and that's where I think like Hollywood doesn't tell you those stories. Yeah, they don't tell you about the guy those who get threw buried. all his money at his script. Those and get buried, and there's a ton of them. Who produced John Carter that Disney movie? You know? uh, <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, is like, is he still working? John Carter was not that bad. It was just Disney I, threw too to much fair, money at it. To be fair, I've I've never watched the movie, so don't most hate people me. haven't, and it's based off of like a, a but it a, got the, the famous book series. It got well, it because, got destroyed by credits and well, the budget. Like I think it was. They sp- they I think they it was something with the advertising budget, where they spent so much on advertising that it would have needed to become the highest grossing movie Jesus of all time Christ. to break, to break even. even, and that's why they were like it's a loss. Like they did it with Solo too. Solo is a really good movie, uh, the Star Wars one. Okay, I all was right. like, there's a but, few solos. Yeah, sorry. Why why am I thinking about the yeah, if you if you get the reference that I'm getting in 1996, um, this is why I'm a movie, uh, sort of weirdo. There's a movie called Solo with Mario Van Peoples. Todd probably knows this movie because Todd watched every 90s movies. Look it up. I gotta look it up because I made Mario me. Van Peoples, uh, Solo. He's in. He's a robot soldier, turned good. It's basically Universal Soldier, the John Claude Van Damme movie, but with Mario Van Peoples. Did I get the yes, year right? Yes. 1996 um, or 97? The year is 1996. Shh, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen this movie. I am a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Who knows that? Yeah, Who I knows guess. that random fact, that random movie, and I remember that stupid, it wasn't even a good movie. But when you said Solo, yeah, why was that the first yeah, movie that came up and not you. the Star Wars movie? <sighs> I mean, I, I kind of liked Solo. I It was fun. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like it's actually not as bad as people thought it was. Yeah. But the problem was the budget, because essentially they had to reshoot the whole movie after True. it was done. Yeah. So Disney kind of actively is like, "Cool, thanks. Uh, that, we're considering this a loss because we." D- can you so much can money. you remind me? Was that the solo situation where uh, the two directors yep. uh, were originally going to do, it and then Ron Howard took over? Yeah. So they that's a fucking films like almost. Because they didn't like the, the direction no, of the Well, I think the movie, the studio tried to they step were in. pretty much done. Yeah, the studio, was, like, it also, it sounded like it took them forever. Oh. And they were pretty much done with it, and they were like, we don't like this, so they brought in Ron Howard to kind of clean up. And I think he publicly, I think he said this publicly, that he had to re-shoot 70% of that movie. Jesus Christ. But he did it in like six months. Like he, who knows Ron Howard? It's Ron Howard. I mean, it's like if yeah. there's anyone who's going to make a hit yeah. out of anything, it'll yeah, be him. He's, he's a veteran and he knows how yeah. to get. And yeah, and I honestly think he made a pretty decent movie. The casting was fine. So curious about the original vision of that movie. Yeah, uh, and how that maybe they'll st- they probably have said in a podcast or, or something. But uh, I'm sure they probably yeah. Have, but uh, it's the Disney machine. You gotta yeah, be careful what you say. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am a Disney employee. Therefore, every product, TV show, and movie from Disney that, buddy, is uh, the greatest thing ever. Careful Hooray, that. Disney! Because you're gonna get yeah, you're gonna get some fucking problems with that one. <laughs> the mouse uh, knows all. <laughs> the mouse knows all. But, but yeah, so that's where it's like at least you know there are movies that they'll make that they'll consider a uh, that it's a loss because they just the, the spending gets out of control. John Carter was one of them. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't the greatest fucking movie ever made, uh, but it was not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. They just spent too much money on it. So yeah. it would never take a mega hit. Yeah. Um, that's what happened with the star Wars anthology movies is that they were trying to, and I, so the, has that essentially stopped? Yes and no. Um, they took a break from it because they realized, um, they were coming out too quick. Um, even they tried to make Star Wars movie every year, didn't they? They at one point there was two Star Wars movies that came out within six months of each other. Yeah. Solo and I think 
Did uh, Rogue One come out pretty much afterwards? It was before? no, it was Rogue One, and then it was um, the Last Jedi. Mm. Then six months later was Solo. That's crazy. Because of the way movies got delayed and pushed, like it just happened to work like that. And the problem is, I think they were trying to do the Marvel thing. And my thing with the Marvel movies is they're all the same. They uh, are formulaic. But and people are okay with that with Marvel movies. They're not okay with that with the Star, Star Wars, Wars movies. That's fair. Um, different fan base. Yeesh. I think it's a different fan base. And I think it's also um, Star Wars is old now. Interesting. So, what do you what do you mean by when you say old? What I mean is it's it's ingrained in generations now. True. Like true. Marvel isn't yet. Yeah. Marvel is big with kids. It's big. You know, I mean, listen, we 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 got hyped over some relatively of them. fresh. I mean, you could argue the Marvel universe started in two thousand eight with Iron Man, and then it essentially, went. yeah. So like it's a uh, fourteen year, fifteen. Yeah, year. Yeah, but don't forget, like Star Wars was in the seventies. Seventies. Seventy eight, I think. Seventy seven. Seventy eight. 77. 77. So, New Hope. Think about that for a sec. The 70s, this came out, and they're still coming out with Star Wars stuff today. Yeah. So, that's multiple generations now. That's like, so, so too. Like, with me, like, uh, that was the one few things my whole family understood and liked. Like, with I Star wa- Wars. With Star Wars. Like, yeah. my mom watched Star Wars. Yeah. My brothers watched Star Wars. Like, both my brother, I remember getting so hyped when Phantom Menace came out. I remember I was at my brother's house, and this is before YouTube. This is before the trailer was so hype. Like if I you saw, saw a trailer, the and this is the thing: the George the the Lucasfilm, yeah, had that that the special. And I remember sitting in the, the living room. He was in the kitchen, and I see the logo Lucasfilms. I'm like, wait, I know what that is. <laughs> now I there was always talks of them doing Star Wars Episode One, right? There was yeah. always talks, but like. No one was really informed back then, so it was like until you didn't know a movie was coming out until the trailer. Trailer came out, came out yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's a couple of people who you know read entertainment, you know, or you know re- Hollywood Reporter, but most people. Yeah. Were but not. Star Wars productions, I think, to their credit, are pretty tight, very tight, tight and secretive. Never and, leaks. Yeah. And I remember seeing the trailer for the Phantom Menace. And like scream at the top of my lungs. I'm like, George, get in here. New Star Wars movie trailers on commercial. My George and his fat ass starts running. <laughs> he starts running in and he's like, I'm like, I start with all the double lightsabers. And then all of a sudden, the intro, it's like, oh, Obi Wan Kenobi, meet Anakin. I'm like, holy fuck. This is I, I, And I'm a yeah. kid. And look at me. Yeah. I grew up with the old Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Right, and then you know, and I remember like him getting us tickets and us going, and then I remember being so bummed that when Attack of the Clones came out, I remember it was a Friday night, was the release night, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember every weekend I had to go to my dad's, right? Because my parents are divorced, so I had to go to my dad's on the weekend, so he'd pick me up on Friday night. I remember being so fucking pissed because all my friends were going to see Star Wars that night, and I couldn't go. (laughs) I had to go hang out with my dad and I remember being so fucking pissed and I remember like was like the sad kid like my whole crew is going to see Star Wars at the midnight this is the midnight showing yeah I'm like they're going to the midnight and I'm at my dad's <laughs> and now and like this is also you like if you couldn't get tickets you can get tickets right right and I remember just sitting at my, like, at my dad's computer just like like because on the weekends I would play like Starcraft and video games with my friends online yeah. like that was like, kind of cool that they knew I was like in a different town but they would play online games with me and I'm sitting there like 
they're going to see Star Wars, <laughs> and I'm fucking here. And then my other brother calls me. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I'm at Dad's. What's up? He's like, you want to go see Star Wars tonight? Let's fucking go. Pretty much this is what I said. I was like, are you fucking? He's like, yeah, we'll do the midnight. Can you stay up for it? I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking there. Yeah. And I remember it was one of my coolest memories to the, to date. And I remember he, and we were out like way out east. And I remember he uh, picked me up. We go to the movie theater. And he didn't really know. Like I was in middle school. He didn't really know that like you don't sleep. You're up until 4 a.m. He's like, oh, you could be good to be sit through this whole movie at night. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking ready. Let's go. I mean, it's a. And that was showing. one of the coolest Hype. memories I have with him. Yeah. Was that he like I, it was like and something tells me. I think my mom like said, hey, listen, he's a little bummed. Can you take yeah, him to go see Star Wars? see Star Wars. But I didn't know that. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's like, hey, man, you want to go see Star Wars tonight? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go. And he was a like he's a big Star Wars fan too. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, both my brothers are. My dad's seen them. He don't really care, but he's seen them. My sister likes them. Like we all like unanimously like this. It's like the one thing we all like. And I remember watching Attack of the Clones and being like, "Holy fucking shit!" Right. And then I remember Revenge of the Sith came out, and my crew. We go to the Midnight's, all that stuff. But like, those are like memories I have throughout my entire life. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up, I had never seen New Hope. I had only seen Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi because those yeah. were the only copies we had. Yeah. And then it wasn't until years later, my mom, I remember when they I, started doing the special edition releases in the that's theater. That's what I, because I think, I want to say it's either 97 mm -hmm. or, or around that year. I think for the 20th anniversary, they... I think they re-released in theaters. They did, no. The special edition. And I remember, I remember, you got know, re my dad took me and Xavier to see uh, a new hope. I think this to see a new hope in the theaters. Yeah. And then we didn't see the rest, but we, he gave me the, and I remember he this because I, I think I still have it. He had the, the black Darth, boxes. Yeah. The Darth, Darth Vader one. Gold yep. VHS box with yep. three movies. And that's how I saw Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I always had them. Uh, I got, it's, but I had the, but I never seen New Hope, and then we saw it, and I, but like, so that's what I'm saying. It's like the like Marvel movies don't have those stories yet. They will, yeah. Like there's gonna be kids talking about the Avengers, first time they yeah. saw the Avengers, and like, yeah. you know, yeah. Captain America comes out, yeah. you know, and it's like a symbol and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that shit, right? Yeah. There's gonna be those stories for those, yeah, like, but like we already have it. We already have it. True. Like, True. and I am one out of a shit ton of people who got some stories like that. You know, you, you hear all the time, like, oh, this is the only me thing me and my dad ever got along with. Right. You know, yeah. This it, is it's just so universal. How many scientists and writers came out of Star Wars? Yeah. Um, and I'm like that, so that's where I think like that's why Star Wars people. I'm not saying I agree with the fan base's rage with things, because uh, I'm I, listen. Magic the Cool Aid, keep Star Wars coming out forever. Like I, yeah. I will watch, and as long as if they can turn to complete dog shit, I'm still watching them. I guess yeah. I got my kids. It's see it's one of those things that you will unabashedly continue to support and and follow because it's such a permanent oh yeah part of your childhood. Yeah, and and you know like. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm like you. Like, get, I watch every Star Wars things that come out. You know, I, I finished Kenobi. You got to finish Kenobi so we can yeah, we maybe talk. talk about it an episode yeah. down the road. Well, actually, yeah, <laughs> on the actual live, uh, with the ones that get the, these ones where they get published, uh, we uh, it, will. It definitely must be watch them. especially for someone like it. Fucking sucks. All right, not the There's it, so much shit out there already. I'm actually been pretty good with. Boba Fett I got fucked with, but Kenobi I've been okay with, with like kind of, I know, I got a general idea of some stuff. Okay. 
But I'm like, be tight lip, not man. as bad be as tight with, lipped. yeah, but not as bad as with uh, Boba Fett. Fett, like straight up. But the thing was with Boba Fett, um, and we'll probably talk about this again, mm-hmm. uh, was watching it with Sam. She's not a big Clone Wars person. She doesn't know like the history. The super like I'm a fucking psycho when it comes and to how, lore of this shit. It's funny how one bounty hunter in the original trilogy. Got so much hype. <laughs> he didn't. He had like two fucking spoken lines in the whole fucking show. But, but he looked fucking badass. Like, I mean, the armor is, is fucking, the design is, look at that. <laughs> he's on my wall. <laughs> All right. But my, so it's like watching that Iconic. with someone who isn't in depth in the lore, I can see why people don't like Boba Fett because you need to be in deep because there's so many like yes. nods and like, yo man. Yes. Only someone who's put in like fucking 50,000 hours of goddamn Star Wars yes. shit yeah. would know about this bounty hunter and that little comment and like this little thing he's using and all that other shit. Like it's like, and I was explaining all the same. She's like, oh, this is actually a much better show that I know that you're telling me all this. Yeah. She's like, yeah, this would actually be really confusing. She's yeah, like, like, oh. like when Cad Bane came out. <laughs> yeah, no. If, who, if, you, if you didn't see Clone Wars and you, you don't have know. You no idea. Like, fuck who, who is this weird dude with red Sam eyes? Sam was like, yeah, what is it? That Why looks is like he? a cowboy. When uh, the hat came out, I was like, I knew he was in it. And I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, what? What's that? I'm like, no, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> Bro, you don't he, know. He was a fucking separatist <laughs> bounty hunter, baby. She was like, ah, okay. And I'm like, no. Oh, shit. So that's how he fucking dies? What? Spoilers. But, it's like, <laughs> but that's where uh, I think... So that's like I said with um that's why I think with them with Disney kind of throwing Star Wars at people, I don't think they understood the fans and they're super passionate and they're dickheads, but I think <laughs> they it's because it's been with them their entire life. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know what like I remember the first time my mom was like, Oh, Luke used the force. I'm like, What the fuck's the force? But I was a little kid. It's been with me my entire life. So yeah. I could totally see why people Hold it to like the certain reverence. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Even Lord of the Rings doesn't have that. No, and that is one of the best-selling books of all time, next yeah. to the fucking Bible. Yeah. And Star Wars trumps like everybody. Even if you haven't seen Star Wars, you know Star Wars. It is universally recognized. It mm-hmm. is universally recognized, and like you said, it's it's held in such reverence that as Disney tries and you know both. Uh, rehash old characters and try and give them new stories and also at the same time trying to create new well that's where John Favreau comes into play because he's like oh yeah we'll do Star Wars they showed with like Mandalorian and Boba Fett and that you don't need Jedis to make Star Wars yeah people love that world they can care less about the fucking Jedis exactly yeah Jedis are cool yeah but it's not what people are going like. You, and and we gotta we gotta move on from Skywalker saga. It's done. And I think that's with like Disney. Like I think like Watiti's talking that he'll do some movies with Star Wars. They like they're they're talking about having Watiti do movies with them. I am I am ready for because the, the get beauty, weird with Star Wars. Get fucking weird. Get weird. Yeah, right. I'm totally with it. Like get weird. Maybe put it in a new setting, like a, a new like a new. Or native, or cyberpunk, futuristic. Like, do do get weird with it, because yeah. like people will still gravitate towards it as it has a Star Wars name, you know. Yes, and I think I don't think like they're not gonna get rid of the movies. They'll make. I think they've learned that they need some space between the the sequel trilogy and the new movies. Yeah, they gotta. They, they're Boba gonna be. Uh, Obi Wan was supposed to be a movie, and uh, yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
That's all I know about that. But that's where it goes. I can't. You shush. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but you're you're not. Yeah, I think when they do revive, and it's gonna happen, the movies. Uh, they that first one that comes out. Oh, it's gonna make a billion dollars. It's gonna like, make a billion dollars. That's the thing is like they know they could sit on it for a little while yeah. because no, no matter what, even they if it's still, twenty years, from they now, will still get the audience for it. Yeah, but they also want to do it. I feel like, and I could be wrong, because studios essentially only give two shits about making money. But they also want to treat a trilogy if they're gonna do a trilogy. Well, the thing is, it's like they need to make. You got you got to make the first one fucking good or nobody's going to watch the second one. Exactly. You got to get like it's not getting people into go see the first one. It's getting people You can only the have one. the Star Wars brand carry you for so much, right? Yeah, like you're going to have to make a decent and movie. Like Solo I think is an example of that where like those movies like the end, I think the anthology movies were the best of the newer Star Wars movies ever made. Like right. Made. Like Rogue One, like the sh- the the cinematography with like the ships in space, where like if they're not in the sun, you can't see them. That's, that shit was awesome. Yeah. Um, of course, there was a bit of fan service there with there's Vader. Always. That's that, a cool fucking scene too. No, like, I, <laughs> listen. Uh, Darth Vader is one of the most iconic movie characters of all time. Yes. Undisputed. Sorry, yes. folks. Uh, so you give me Vader, I will watch that scene. Yep. You know, um, and you know when he comes in with the red lightsaber, be like, "Oh shit, we're getting some prime Vader and was, action." And that's what you want to see. And that's what you want to see, baby. But also, bes- besides the fan servicey stuff, it had a exciting, you know, heist type of of story. I think, it and could, Andor's I, getting his yeah, own show. Yes, he is. And I think it could have been done better. But I mean, everything sure. could be done better. But everything could be done. Like I said, I think I kind of like the monkey. Character, the monkey I love the character. Mo- yeah, like I like, I'm one the force, one the force. I like the idea that there would be a group of people that, that would are like, like guard, so devoted, them, so devoted, but have no like force power. No force power, because yeah, there would be like like groups that worship. Yes, them. yes. Um, See, it sounds like those subtle little details are like okay, that's fucking cool. You know, it's just that sometimes when you, I don't know, I feel like if you put too much going on, then you get the midichlorians type stuff. Yeah. You gotta pick and choose what. And I think like, I'm not even a big hater of the midichlorian thing. Um, <laughs> well, I I also believe that it, it in Did a there, weird so pseudo he, way makes sense why you wouldn't know about midichlorians in the present, but you would in the past because like there was like a big purge of like force knowledge, so like people would yeah, forget because about the Jedi Temple went yeah, down yeah. and all that stuff. But I, I don't know. I felt like the midichlorians was George Lucas' way of saying, "Oh, there's a science between this." Yeah magical telekinesis yeah, that certain people have. very much about there's no God in this universe. Like, it's not, there's no religion. It's like a, you know, it's... But I I, I didn't it's think like, it needed it's it. Like, well, it's like with the samurais, like, practicing Zen. Right. Like, fair, fair. Like... And he did draw from Kurosawa. Like. Oh, no, that, that's 90%. I mean, yeah. Jedis are just literally space samurai. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. But yeah. it's... With that, what I mean is, like, it's very much like, yes... The force is something they're trying to under like be one with. Yeah. Cause like samurais and like their Zen and their cha and like their their just their core was 
the most important thing. Yeah. It was something they had to work at to obtain and to not control it, but to be a part of it. Yeah. And I was with, and they had values too, similar to Jedi's. Yes. A code. A code if they had a code. They had a code. And like the Jedi are very like, so that's where I think where like the Metachlorian thing is like, yeah, there's like a science behind it, but it's not so much, um, it's not so much like, well, that's the reason why everything, it's like, there would, they would need the, uh, okay, if you're a, a civilization that has light speed, you would be able to figure out the God particle. Like you would be able to figure out on yeah. a scientific level why things are what they are. Yeah. So yeah, I do believe like, yeah, they would know an advanced civilization as of that would definitely know how the force worked. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, but here's my other thing. It's like when things get added with like movies or like remakes, I always tell people, <laughs> The old ones, they get all erased. You can watch the old ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, all right, you don't like like I Yeah, if you don't really, like the new stuff, go revisit the stuff I that you love. I really fucking hate the sequel saga. I really hate it. It actually mm-hmm. upsets me. But I'm like, it didn't ruin my childhood. Like, Empire Strikes Back is still there, bro. And like, they're never going to make anything that good again. Like, it's- And you know what's funny? Like, Return of Jedi gets a lot of shit because of the Ewoks. But if you take that away... Like the Vader and Luke scenes are really well written and acted. Um, I think there's there's good you know military stuff there. The Emperor stuff is really good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are good moments in Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, you know that you know not only memorable but are well well written, well acted, and you know lends to the star wars mystique right you know the ewoks obviously is a like like it's a meme right yeah like oh you want to go to the (laughs) star wars christmas special and all that other stuff and you want to like uh warwick davis by the way willow's coming are you are you gonna watch willow i don't know uh probably i'm I'm kind of intrigued you know we probably will because we're gonna need something to talk about yeah I'm. It's a fantasy. I liked Willow. I like. I didn't Willow. love. I watched it as a kid. I was a perfect age for it. I thought it was fun in time, but this. I don't know. There's something about. There's certain movies I can watch a thousand times, and then there. There's a movie I watch it once and I'm good. Did you fuck with a uh, Dragonheart, the Dennis Quaid movie? My brother took me to go see Dragonheart, and I loved it as a kid. Yes. That's uh, why. We're, that's where we're good buddies. Bro, I. I <laughs> I once again Sean we, Connery as a voice of we dragon. We were the Come perfect on. age for that. Yeah, dragons. It's fucking Sean Connery. Yeah, like evil. <laughs> like it is. A, it's a simple, stupid story, but it was just. It was really memorable. Good. It was. It was memorable, it was, dude. Like, I obviously like. Look yeah. to the stars, bro. It was so <laughs> fucking good. Like, I had a good story. I had a good like good message. Too, like, yeah, no, it was essentially. You know, it's yeah, man. It's, <laughs> that was a good stuff. But uh, yeah, but like. um yeah, in terms of like Willow, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm I'm thinking of like you know, uh, uh, characters that were in movies now get their own spinoffs a lot yeah. these days because mm-hmm. you know Hollywood's running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Like hey a movie man, you write a good character, spin-off. they're gonna. I mean, also books do this shit too. Like it's like, and I was talking about earlier. Like there's a book series called the Honor Harrington series. There's about like fucking twenty of these books, and I've been reading tons of them, and there's. They're not great reads, uh, but I just like the universe and the characters and all this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like then they these writers do spinoffs of those favorite characters. You know, it's like I mean every every genre of media does this. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Nobody. Reads I, mean, I am somewhat intrigued by Willow. I mean, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch it too. 
uh, I don't know what kind of story you're gonna tell. Yeah. Like it's like, um, but shit, I'd watch a remake of Dragon Quest. <laughs> Dragon Heart, you mean? Dragon Heart. Yeah. Sorry. Dragon Quest is a video game. Dragon Quest is a video game. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, fuck. Cool. But I think we got. How we much? Have, how we got we'll, about an hour and forty in, so I think. I we, think this will be kind of the flow of it. I think essentially yeah. we touch on a lot of things. Yeah, we we did. Which I think will be the norm. That's like, essentially. We'll have a starting point. Like our what was our starting point here? <laughs> starting point was we started talking about. Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember now. It was an hour uh, forty-two minutes ago, bro. Oh uh, no! No, it's no. It's essentially we. You know, we we, we went talk to movies a lot. We start off with movies, and then we talk about stuff. We go we back to movies. It's like you like, just kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah. My the goal is if it's talking about pixels, then we're good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. But so I think our first episode, and and again, we can talk about like during the week, in terms of like what we want to talk about because essentially yeah. it'll be a ju- jumping off point, and it may veer into Keep other some things. Notes like, of like some ideas of like bullet points you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Just yeah. kind of just like, oh yeah, that was an idea. Like, yeah, yeah that's something like I want to explore yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Because it's also it's a good thing that it's like if conversation starts to die, I'm like, yeah, shit, I got look, fucking look, look, forty look, minutes look. to fill. Yeah. Wait, I got a bullet point. Uh, what about this? You yeah. know, it's like yeah. kind of roll. So it kind of yeah, yeah. That's essentially what they all yeah. do. It's like yeah, exactly. Like uh, we have a jump off point. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about various things like yeah, that. And it then should be like what we're we could, talking about We could about also right like, now. you know, like, have that, like pivot to something else for a little bit and then find our way back yeah. like we did here. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that would be a really easy format to maintain. Yeah. It's got like longevity because it's like it should be like, yeah, we start off with what are we watching? What are we playing? What are we reading? What are we doing? Like what, what's the pixel of the day? What are we doing? Yeah. And then God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Oh, my God. Yo, bro. I am so hyped for that game. I can't even tell you. I'm really excited for it. The, the, the first one in the top in the last five years is my favorite game. Ever. Uh, that's probably most people's games. Like I know people who don't touch fucking video games and they fucking platinum that game like there was everybody <laughs> that had a console was playing it i remember my old boss would he would remote play from his office and Amazing. i remember having to tell my crew because he can do it doesn't mean you can do it <laughs> and i remember like what the fuck like i'm like boss That's you hilarious. can't like you can't be playing fucking god of war in the <laughs> office like it's like what the fuck you know, it's like youtube oh, and netflix is one thing God. but like <sighs> Guy too funny, nuts. too funny. But yeah, no, I think that I think this is a good. We're vibing off each other pretty well. I think yeah, I, I think so. Out. I think. Um, the good thing is we can always edit things that were. Like, yeah, actually, and, can and we then take our schedule. That out? Listen, our schedule is flexible, dude. Like, yeah, if we if you want if we have time Sunday, we can do yeah. our first episode. But if mm-hmm. you want to push it to next weekend, I'm down for that too. Yeah. Let, let me, me see know. how tomorrow goes. But essentially, all we truly need to do is book in like three hours. Yes. It's like two hours to actually do recording and then like, you know, an hour, you know, just to kind of loosen yeah. up, relax. Yeah. Um, we got to, uh, yeah. And then oh, I think the once you hand hand the or upload the- I'm going to give you this. The test run. To kind of like so you I can fuck see, around with the audio. See, and See what I can do with audio. See if we can do like- Yeah. Because once I get like true monitoring equipment, like so like with the microphone, with the- um, because I'm pretty sure I was like, you know, in and out all over the place on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember you were sticking leads to me to get closer to the mic. I was yeah. like, okay, okay. Uh, uh, because essentially, if you're here, yeah. you can't, you're not being picked up. Right, right, right. 
Um, and I'll bring my headphones too next time. So yeah, because I'll get an audio splitter because I knew you were getting away. Yeah. But and then you I, didn't. I will also know, like, if I have my headphones. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, totally. essentially, if you're right here, totally. like, I know. Like, I can see on the mic I'm getting picked up, but I can't hear from here, so I'm not exactly Got sure. it. So Got I'm it. curious to see um, where they have the audio is coming out. Like, because I'm, I'm only getting the, I'm getting the pure feed right here. Yeah. I'm not getting it from the recording. Now, the recording, I'm checking the meter and I'm keeping an eye on the meter and it's picking up shit. So either I'm blowing out this audio all day <laughs> or it's solid. But yeah, but that's where, yeah, well, that's I'll, where I'll, you can, yeah, I, this I'll, is the I'll one where you it out tomorrow rip it then, apart, yeah. clean it up, do what you can, you know, yeah, like yeah. this is like, this, this isn't gold here. So this is like, yeah, this is just a test know, from the essentially city. it's two hours of you just so you can like mess around with the equipment, yeah, you know, yeah. See, totally, and, totally. and you can give me notes like, yo bro, you were blowing out the mic. We got to like work on the settings. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think this is uh, going to be pretty cool. So. Cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah, let me know if, if, if Sunday's good. If not, we push it next weekend, Ben. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I could probably get Sunday in. But, like I so said, let me see how tomorrow goes. Totally. Like, totally. I did promise Sam a date, so I got to see. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You let me know, and then we can always push back to next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next weekend's actually pretty, yeah, next Sunday. Yeah, the following Sunday, I'm pretty good. Yeah, so. Yeah, we can definitely. This is definitely yeah. obtainable. Cool, man. This was fun. Yeah. And like I said, once this we is, want to start like adding microphones, then I will. If we're gonna start bringing in people to talk, um, that's when we'll, we can invest in uh, get a better mixer, right. like a heavier duty one where heavy I can duty. actually do the live at like the live. At, yeah, I can actually do live edits. I was edits. thinking that. Um, I was thinking that. Yeah, because here, like, I can kind of do it here and a little bit here, but like this one, I can re- like the. If it's just me and you, manageable. This but, is fine, but if like we get multiple people, because yeah. then I'm gonna also need more inputs, and then um, I also want to see how these mics really. Yeah, do if we if we need to buy something, let me know, and then you know I'll split it like we did yeah, with yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, I mean we're not talking about. I'm not looking. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, like a tri mixer for fucking twenty grand, but. <laughs> But you know, if we're gonna do my, he'd be working radio. He can get us that shit. He actually <laughs> told me he actually has equipment, so I'm curious what he has. I'd be um, curious next time we have a D and D sesh. I'll bring just you, like, I'll ask like, him. Oh, because he says, yeah, I think I, he's like he has some of the actual equipment because he it was before COVID. He was trying to get a podcast off the ground. Oh, fun. Um, and I mean, he worked in radio, so he has a general idea. And he has a great voice for it. Oh, absolutely. Too. And uh, so I said, you and I, we have like, well, are we good with radio? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll like, find out, right? But I think there's audio he, filters for us, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. But if not, like, I can. There's another mixer that we could get. That cool. We can really do some cool stuff with it, and yeah. then, um go yeah. from there. Yeah, cool. Cool. Right, so End session. Ending the mic.